You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in the 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shurgunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses, Anna is here, and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. I am excited for our conversation today. As one of the topics that's been um, on my mind for a while and recently in the news, talking about student loans. And so uh, the, ha- the recent headline, I think there's an article in Wall Street Journal, that uh, the forbearance period for student loans is coming to an end, uh, and it's October 1st of 2021. So I wanted to chat with you how to prepare for you to resume those payments. And so kind of wanted to dive into into that. Now, I think some experts still think that there may be a continuation of that, if they may, you know, extend beyond um, the September 30 deadline. But many think that it's probably highly unlikely as we're coming out of this pandemic and things are looking much better for a lot of people. So thinking about this from the topic of finances, right? Because you've got to make decisions about what do you do with your student loans? Because since March of last year, 2020, you were able to defer making payments. Um, So kind of um, thinking here that the first step in this process is I want you to think about looking at your budget and your spending. Now that this, this bill is going to show up at your door again, and I have actually some clients who are I'm going to resume making these payments come October, but they're also like, oh, we're expecting a baby in November. Like, great. (laughs) These are two big bills on your spending plan. So yeah, definitely starting to look at this from from the perspective of what your spending looks like, because a lot of things changed, right, since last year. And also to add on the top of that is like, what are your payment options, right? And we're going to talk a little bit more today um, as well of uh, like what are some of the choices you have okay so in terms of spending I am a big advocate of looking at your expenses in more passive way now if you're not really good at tracking your expenses um, try to think of utilizing some of the tools there are aggregation services such as mint.com or personal capital that allow you to to track these these expenses very passively. Some for some of you, it might be more enjoyable to do it by hand. You may have a spreadsheet. Quicken in the old days would allow you to do that kind of stuff. So, um, but I don't want to spend this this conversation today whole lot on the actual tracking of expenses. All I want you to see is that how this new additional bill on your doorstep is really going to fit into your overall picture. And then I know for some of you, these student loans are pretty significant expense in your, in your spending plan. So yeah, um, I'm not having this conversation if your student loan payment is $150, even though it just depends, right? What, what, what is your overall income and in your expenses as compared to that? So here's some of the things kind of for you to think about, all right? So make a list. I want you to really know how much you owe. 
And it's a, it's a somewhat of an obvious question, and I get to ask that a lot. But I think since a lot of you haven't been paying, right? If you haven't been paying since last year because you were in forbearance, then things have probably shifted, right? So also for those of you who are new, newer grads, right? You just graduated or it's been a little bit of time. In the first six months, you aren't, you weren't making payments. And then maybe you kind of fell into this forbearance window too. So I want you to go in too, and I'm really talking, just want to clarify this too, before we dive into this conversation further is we're talking about federal loans, okay? Go to studentaid.gov. This is the main website where you can create a login. I don't have any student loans anymore, so I don't quite have access to this information, right? Um, but do go to studentaid.gov website and you can log in there and check on all of your balances for all of your federal loans. So if you have private loans, and this is probably one of the first things, like knowing how much you owe is doing a little inventory. So what are your federal loans? What are the interest rates on them? Um, you know, how much balances do you still have? What are your payments? Do the same thing for your private loans, right? For private loans, there isn't a specific one website that you go to because you could you could have gotten them from various lenders. So contact your lenders and ask them to provide you with the most recent balance or ask them to give you the most recent statement. You're probably getting those, um, you know, in the mail anyway, you get them in your email. So do a little inventory and get yourself situated with what's really happening. Next step would be for you to figure out what your repayment options are. And for federal loans, so circling back to the federal loans, you might be already on the repayment plan, right? Or you might have been on a repayment plan before the forbearance period started. So on the same website, studentaid.gov website, by the way, get familiar with it. There's lots of good tools and resources there. They have something called loan simulator tool. And what that allows you to do is you can, you're going to have to log in just like with the, with the previous uh, step, but it allows you to actually revisit your repayment options. Okay. And so the reason I'm recommending this, and I will link these in the show notes so you can check them out. But the reason I'm recommending this option for you, right? And this kind of like the, the simulator tool is for you to run a few examples and to see how this fits into your overall spending plan, right? Like if an income-driven repayment plan, and there's a number of them, there's like four options, doesn't fit with what you're trying to do, right? Or if you're trying to get on a path for forgiveness, right, of your loans, then maybe you need to rethink that. So I find this to be useful because you can look at the options, you can look at the scenarios, right? Because in income driven repayment plans or programs are really based on your family size, right? Your income. Um, and so also it depends on how you file your tax returns, whether it's married filing jointly or you file head of household or a single. So you've got to kind of weigh in these options in order to make uh, the, the most educated decision about that. All right. So, but please don't assume unless you, you were happy with how things were before. If you're, if your income hasn't changed, if it still fits within your budget, if you were on an income driven repayment plan, then keep it. But at least give yourself a refresher of knowing like what your balances are. So the next kind of layer um, of thinking 
or an option you can explore. It's not my favorite, but I still want to mention it, especially when we're looking at federal loans, is possibly refinancing. Now, there are um, still some loans out there that folks have from a number of years ago that have somewhat significant high interest rates. And so when you kind of get in the space of federal loans and the refinancing, I'm always really cautious with that because federal loans have lots of features, right, that private loans do not. And so when you refinance out of loans, federal loans, you kind of lose that altogether. Now, so if the goal is for you to get the lower interest rate and it really helps you, then sure, look at that. But here are some questions to kind of ask yourself. And the very first one, is my job secure? And how likely is my salary to grow so that I can like really quickly get rid of these loans, right? Without any strain to my budget. How many of these loans do you have? Like what are the rates? Some of the basic stuff, right? But my main one is like how secure is your job? Because if you're not feeling like you're in, I don't think there's a job that's really secure anywhere out there, but you can feel um, a certain level right, of comfort in knowing that your position is, is there. Because if you, you know, God forbid, lose your job, how, and you're you know, scheduled to pay these loans, that's probably one of the last thing you want is to not be able to make payments. So federal loans have provisions that allow you to defer payments. And so there are just a lot more features to this. So it's a bit of a weighing equation here, trying to figure out, all right, do I go for the lower interest rate, right? Because a private lender may offer you that, but then I forgo all of these additional benefits. So I don't, I, that's why I put this sort of at the bottom of my list of things. Um, also, if you are on that path, right, for forgiveness, and I, I also advise clients that even though you might be, right, um, thinking about, all right, there would be a forgiveness. I'm, you know, I work for a nonprofit or uh, an organization that, that allows for that, right, for government. Um, but I still want you to kind of plan for it, even though you're not going to be getting that forgiveness um, as an option, just to give yourself an extra space because you don't want to miss on all this time as it takes a lot of time to qualify. So evaluate these things as we're heading into this next phase, right, of the world reopening and and some of these bills are starting to pile up. And yeah, I just, I really don't want you to have a surprise. So you have time. We're just kind of headed into the summer months. You have time to really look into this and, and, and reset your finances um, to the best. So let me know what questions you have. I'm excited to help you there. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review, and um, thanks so much for tuning in today. Till next time, remember, you are the bosses of your own money. Hey, Money Boss, thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone, Uh, So don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to mainstreet-money.com to get your free resource guide 
to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.